This is where I could uh, say that gag I said just earlier about how, hey, Aaron, I can't record your entire voice track in post if you forget to record it. That was really it's, funny, but it was even funnier this it's time. It's no good when you just stumble over it like that. It's it's even better. No, no it isn't. What the fuck's going on down there? Hello and welcome to WTF and TFW episode 494. It's January 12th, 2018. That's when we're recording this. And I'm joined by Aaron. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? Whoa. Yeah, we're already talking over each- on top of each other. Can't blame Audacity now. That, yeah. That actually just happened. That was just that was just Aaron just trampling all over me while I'm trying to be kind with his kindness. So I'm doing good after having a weird, another, like, allergy thing. But it was like seasonal allergies, not like ingesting food trying to kill me thing so i was i was about to like jokingly ask no if if you had another almond thing. no no it was uh wednesday night like come home after work to a sneezing fit and my nose running like crazy and just like all the bad reactions so i tried to go to bed early and just like couldn't sleep due to consistently like my body trying to drown itself and it's not and so then Thursday was horrible, and I just said, screw it. And as soon as I could leave on Thursday, I did. I came home. I slept, like, 15 hours. Feel fine now. All right. So, hey, if ever you need so to just completely doubt, reset yourself, just sleep for, you know, two-thirds of a day. Yeah, when in doubt, sleep 15 hours, you're good to go. Uh, TJ, how you doing? You been asleep for 15 hours as well, or are you riding, you riding the normal, like, the, the rough road like oh, me? Sure, I've slept for 15 hours, just not continuously. At some point here yeah, and there. You add it up. You've added yeah. it up, yeah. At least a week's worth of sleep in that. Man, I, I couldn't do 15 hours. I already feel... I feel sickly if I sleep for more than eight hours. Like, I feel j- like mentally tired and messed up. Yeah, normally, normally I do too, but, like, this is what my body needed because I'd gotten so poor sleep before that it was just like, hey, this has got to be done. Yeah. Well, Aaron I, uh, and TJ, actually, because this is this goes for and listeners, too. I wanted to quickly, before we start talking about Transformers, share my most recent culinary triumph. Because we talk about food sometimes. Yeah. I made some real good burgers, not the New Year's burgers. I enhanced those. Uh, Aaron, you'll be proud of me. I tried chopping up some parsley into the into the meat as well, and I added some Worcestershire sauce. Okay. Uh, and then it was one pound beef, medium, one pound pork, medium. Uh, just under half an onion chopped, uh, and a whole bunch of seasonings, and I and two eggs and a bunch of panko, and I hand mixed it until it was like putty. It was great. It was great. That's what I'm going to be eating after we finish the podcast today. Is my leftovers? Can you can you send uh send one of those down south? I mean, they it'll probably be rotten by the time it gets over there. I, proper food storage methods. Come on, you can get some dry ice up there. You just like over, walk over out the border. You, too? you just you just walk outdoors. It's the frigid cold north, right? No, it's not dry though. Oh, it's wet. It's wet ass ice. It's sludge everywhere. It is the wettest ice. Ew! I said wet ass. Don't do that. Um, actually, you know what? I'm okay with a moist butt, just so long as it's not like you know diuretic. What? Why are we talking about this? I don't Aaron? know. You keep going to butts. Well, I can't help it. All right. Okay, after what uh, I saw in the toilet speak- today, I don't want to hear about butts. I, I learned today that there are not one, but two toilet-based toy lines coming out at the same time. 
thought you were going to say you learned there are not one, but in fact two different butts. And I was like, wait, where is this going? Because I know there's always there's always the permanent gross one by that Australian company that did the thing, the squishies and the trashies and the the, the poopies and the, whatever they're called. Yeah, poopies is literally the name of one of them. Excuse me, I made that up. What? They stole no, no. my idea? <laughs> uh, I'll tweet the photo later. Uh, okay. It's magical. Well... We are not a Poopies fandom podcast, although we might be in our off-topic segment. Uh, we're a Transformers podcast. Whoa. Uh, I did I did have some toilet work done, but that's uh, I didn't buy that. That was the building. Uh, we got a Transformers news item, and it's, I guess, poop-related. Machinima is doing another Transformers cartoon <laughs> based on Power of the Primes. Uh, they announced this one pretty darn fast compared to when they announced Titans Return, I felt, as far as, like, showing stuff for it. Mm-hmm. I get a feeling like they're going to kind of roll into this one and maybe even have the cartoon come out early in the toy line rather than right before the toy line ends. Um, I for, Full disclosure, disclosure, uh, disclosure uh, as of this recording, I've only seen four episodes of Titans Return. So please bear that in mind while I'm talking about this, in case you think I'm, I'm omitting stuff. But they have revealed a full voice cast for Power of the Primes, and they have gotten a budget and spent it, I guess, 100% on voice actors, if Titans Return is any example to follow. Um, so the, the new talent who's joined the cast includes uh, Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal, Jamie King uh, as Soulless Prime, Greg Berger as Grimlock slash Volcanicus, uh, Samoa Joe as Predaking, uh, and Mikey Way as Snarl. Mikey Way being the musician best known as the bassist from the rock band My Chemical Romance. I'm really curious how that casting happened. Like, that seems like someone knew somebody or someone bumped into somebody in a bar. The whole casting for the show is like you're doing a Mad Libs of pop culture. It, but where in that where in that does the bassist from My Chemical Romance fit? Is the thing I I'm, don't know. Where'd they get a pro wrestler like Samoa Joe in all that? Well, you, and this you, is on top of like the Star Trek and Power Ranger voice cast we already have. All those other folks I could see, you know, this, you know, all the voice actors. You go to voice actor land you, for Samoa Joe. You go to like the bloody towel store and you see him there, like wiping his head with. I still remember that TNA gimmick because I saw that on TV way back in the day. Uh, but Mikey Way, I don't know where the hell that came from. Um, also, new talent joining, although I, I believe I have now been spoiled on this. Uh, Mark Hamill as Megatronus. Uh, and then if you look at the rest of the voice cast, it's uh, at least they bumped Jason uh, Marnoka up you know, to the top half of the returning talent. Uh, makes me happy. Um, I'm, I'm a little mad that Frank Totoro is below the frigging YouTube Let's Players. Uh, that's rude. But uh, at least Frank Totoro is coming back. Uh, and the, the interesting thing about this voice cast is the Dinobots all have voices and Volcanicus is also a voice. Does that mean... Does that mean... <laughs> I might finally get to see a combiner form on screen? No. On one of these stupid, lousy... Yeah, because, you know, I did see the episode where Trypticon transformed inside a giant cloud. So, never mind. My, my Volcanicus's hopes are... knees are going to talk. Yeah, what if he just shows up in combined mode and just all the different heads are... Oh, it's no, just going to be a dumb, like, do. all of them talking over each other. And But that's the voice that you get, but it doesn't really matter. Oh, that, they'd do that, too, wouldn't they? Yeah. Frigging hire Greg Berger and then have him speak simultaneously with four other people. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's... I mean, Tazon Day as the Primes was basically that, except it was Tazon Day doing, like, three different voices at the same time, right? Uh... 
Yeah, so there's... Do you know how deflating it was to see the first half of this news item on Twitter and then see the second half after I'd reacted? It was like five seconds of emotional highs and lows to know that all these interesting names and voice actors are going to be associated with a cartoon that has a high probability of objectively being garbage. I'm I'm sad. Uh, TJ, did you have you have you gone farther than I have in Titans Return? Have you finished the thing? Oh yeah, I'm up to date. Oh, uh, Aaron, what about you? I've seen a few of the clips that you've put up on Twitter. Okay, but not all of them. I can't be that bothered. <laughs> Appar- apparently, at least four people are watching the show entirely through the things I'm putting on Twitter, which makes me feel like I'm helping. Um, TJ, you've actually finished finished the show without dropping like super duper spoilers. How are you feeling about the new voice casting news? Did you all need a paycheck that badly? Uh, Look, if someone was going to give you like like $4,000 to record vlogs with the machinima people and then, oh, maybe read some lines at the same time, like, who wouldn't, right? Well, well if I get to meet Mark Hamill and Samoa Joe, yes. Yeah. That's just what you do. <laughs> I'm never getting over that. Like... Like, for those who don't know wrestling, Samojo is literally one of those guys where it looks like he could kill you by staring at you for too long. Like, no, his look, thing no, is... No, he liter- can. He can kill you by staring at you too long. His, yeah, like, his crowd reaction is literally... His chant is literally, Joe's gonna kill you. He's one of those guys where if you want to be the smartass in 2018 who says, hey, I hear it's fake. He's one of those people who can probably go like, yeah, that it is fake. This ain't, though. And then he, like, twists your head off your neck. Mm-hmm. And he's a Transformer now. Yeah, and, and Predaking. With, with the, the Green War- Ranger and Luke Skywalker and Worf. Is JDF back? In, he's not in the, on this cast list, right? Uh, I'm going by the ending where he was still around. Okay. So unless they just... Okay, uh... Later, Fort Max? Um, he's not on the cast list, so maybe it is later Fort Max. <laughs> well, they they run... For, well, minor spoiler, they run Fort Max and... Uh, I guess, Emissary as separate characters. I got that impression when Emissary frigging crawled out of a missile to debut, and then... Man, his frigging... He didn't even try! He didn't even try! He was just Jason David Frank! (laughs) The thing is, though, he does have that experience because of all the Power Ranger voiceover. I know! but But he doesn't sound bad in the role... He just sounds like Tommy. <laughs> and like, I don't know how to, I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but it was, it's just right down to the cadence and the way he spoke. <laughs> he sounded like a teenager with attitude. Uh, who is also what in his forties now? I can't remember. Yeah. In his forties. And also looks like one of those people who could twist your neck at a moment's notice. Yeah. The the only bummer about the Samoa Joe is Predaking casting is like, I don't think anyone on, on on the production of this is going to have the wherewithal to think of having Predaking like throw on a, a stranglehold on somebody, and I would love to see Predaking, especially the most spiky, uh, covered in sharp things robot ever, like just jumping on Devastator from behind. <laughs> I'm picturing Predaking doing like the Muscle Buster now. Yeah, I think that's that's possible. You know what? When the Predaking toy comes out, that because it's going to be a Titan I toy, mean, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean. To be fair, 
we had Dwayne Johnson in here and nobody like had him do an elbow drop or anything. Yeah. Well, he he wasn't around long enough. Like Freddy, I assume just Freddy one, King will be in one, here longer. One Viacon and one rock bottom. That's all I was asking. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, uh, at the distance you're at, how are you feeling about some of this casting? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so I've been on mute you... most of the time. I don't know if you'd realize that or not. Just, uh, just keep myself out of the conversation altogether. I, I caught some bits of it, but I want to I want to reel you back in here. Uh, yeah. You, okay. Let's say let's say that your response was sure. Comma. What comes after the comma? Okay. All right, here we go. DJ, uh, I have one question for you because I didn't look this up because I'm still watching the series. So you don't have to go deep into this. Which Mark Hamill voice are they having him do for Megatronus? Um, it's not a Joker. Okay. It's uh, I was gonna say if you could, if you ever saw his uh, if you, if you ever heard what he sounded like in the How to Train Your Dragon cartoon, like the TV one. No, oh, he did seen a vil- he did a villain there, and that's where it kind of. That's that's kind of where it lives. Okay, I I, I can kind of imagine it because I've heard him do a lot of a lot of different voices. I was just wondering if they were picking one of his sort of pre-prescribed ranges, like his Joker Hobgoblin. I, yeah, he does not sound like the Joker. That was like my first concern. I was like, please do not make Megatronus sound like cackling mad. Because I mean, I don't mean to throw dispersions on on the motivations of the folks who do the casting here at Machinima and everything. It's just I got, I had this feeling like, oh man, did they just go like, we need a villain who people can take seriously, get the Joker and get him to do the Joker, but stick it on actually a pretty cool looking design from the poster I saw. I like his his big tall hat that they got to Megatronus there. Um, yeah, I wish I was more excited about this, and and I I think all these voice performers are going to do a great job. I just wish that the show around them was keeping up pace. Uh, because it's uh, a pretty lousy show, and uh, I'm four episodes in. You know what I've noticed about Titans Return? It actually is a little bit worse because while every episode is twice as long as any episode of Combiner Wars, they didn't actually write anything to fill in the extra time. It's just everything takes longer. Everyone stares at each other longer with longer awkward silences. It's like an episode of this podcast if we've all just eaten dinner, except that like. People were paid to do that. And here, only I'm paid to do it. I mean, no one's paid to do it. Nobody wait, here is paid wait, to do what? it. Wait, what? Yeah, oh. whoa, what friggin' Zencaster noise or something, I guess. Uh, darn technology. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I mean, there are now enough name nameable uh, and veteran talents that I'm sure someone is going to question something if the voice direction and, and general energy... Sort of stays the way it was with uh, with Judd Nelson's performance, where it felt like no one was actually asking him to do a second take ever on anything. Uh, Weird to think that Judd Nelson is miscast as Hot Rod. No, it's not because Jud- they they didn't get him to sound young ever, but they gave him a bunch of lines that go with a teenager, and then it just sounded like weird dad stuff. Uh, but I digress. Maybe it gets better after episode four. I've heard episode five is good. We'll see. Um, I feel like there was a, there was some weird casting switch arounds with Devastator as well. Like there was whoever's playing Devastator. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Who, there was, there was someone who voiced something in Titans Return, but not Combiner Wars. I can't remember anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter. This is happening and we'll see how it goes later this year when it comes out. Uh, in the meantime, we got us a listener question and yo, Aaron. Yeah. 
Would you like to read me this listener question? Sure. Uh, question from the DF. Is is that the screen mm. name? The DF? Yes. Uh, the DF. From December 13th, 2017. Uh, hey, y'all. Here's a listener question for your collective faces. Our idea as a toy line is all but finished, and as Vangelis has made clear on many occasions, the line was woefully short of toys depicting many of the excellent and creative Decepticon designs from the show. If you had a chance to commission or dictate to Hasbro a release of three additional figures, which of these Decepticons would you pick to see a toy release? Assume that you're confined to the same size classes of the real toy line, i.e. no Voyagers or Leaders. Also, feel free to select characters who did see a toy release, but in a different size class than they had been previously released in, like the three-step hyperchange underbite they really should have made. Eager to hear what you have to say on the matter, ciao for now, the DF. Okay, I just want to lay out the two that none of us should say because they're so obvious no one should have to say it is three-step hyperchange underbite and warrior class uh, clampdown. Well, no, just an underbite in every size. Yeah, they should release underbites in every... I mean, they, they released them in all the small sizes. So let's move up to the bigger ones. Uh, man, I don't even know how to pick three. There are so many good designs, but like clampdown was one of the ones I have a real bug up my butt about because... A warrior clampdown would mean we would have the pack all in one size class. Uh, well, no, I guess not. Not with underbite not being... Okay, well, you know what? He and three-step underbite go hand in hand. And we get a big underbite and we get a bigger clampdown. Um, man, do you guys have any, any Decepticons from that show that you really wish you could have seen as toys? Um, I, I unfortunately had to go to the wiki in order to grab some. I don't think um, Kickback... Ever got a mm -hmm. toy? Nope. No, he did not. I think that would have been a really interesting, like, top fuel dragster looking bug guy. He he has all of, I think, one line in the show, and what a friggin' great design to have appear on screen for about a minute. Um, like Scorponok we got. We got two in I'd, mind. I'd like to see some of the, like, the combiners in better sizes than the, the combiner versions that we got. Um, mm. Because none of the R.I.D. combiners were really that hot. Yeah, but Menasaur can't just be a warrior toy. That that makes me want to break the rules. <laughs> and you need four <laughs> warrior toys, and that breaks the rules, too. Well, no, I mean, you can uh, still... I mean, the Stunticon Botcon box set showed that you don't have to have them combine. I know, if, but the red ones got, literally did. Right, well, I know, but I'm saying is <laughs> if you had a couple of good versions of those toys it'd like be okay i guess i just man like how cool would it all, be none if, of those if combiner was... toys have anything approaching what you would call posability i know but like i i'm just thinking like man high end right rid stunticons where the limbs can also energon combine with each other and they can all combine into Menasaur, and they're all, you know, they'd all be, like, Voyager uh, size. Like, if they could all do that, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. And they had, like, all the real Stunticon names and not, like, Heatseeker or oh, Slashmark. No, no, they, they need to be Heatseeker and Slashmark, because those characters were worse. They were not, like, the characterization of these Stunticons earned the new names. And I mean that in a good way. Like, they, they are not the classic Stunticons, except for maybe Motormaster. Uh, heat, heat Seeker is a man full of heat-seeking missiles. Uh, slash Mark is David K doing a Trax impersonation. It's it's worth it. TJ, what are your two? Uh, the two I thought of were, uh, well, Filch, who I always go to bat for. Mm -hmm. 
That's just a design. We didn't even see her robot mode, but not in the show. But the promo art, she looked amazing. On a trading card, you can see her robot. On a trading card, she looked really cool. And Chop Shop. Yeah, I, the thing about Chop Shop, I don't know what size class you'd put him in. If we if we have to stick with the existing side classes, it's like that's a dude who freaking needs to be a Voyager. Like you could do, you could do a warrior class one, I guess. Just go for very unpainted. Look, we're, we're working in a limited scenario here. Do you want a chop shop or not? I want, I want all of them. I want all the freaking Decepticons. I want the the especially the ones, the ones who had lots of screen time, like the two bugs who were the lead villains of like friggin' season two, neither of whom got toys. Except, except until, I think one of them is in a crash combiner with Bisque that never happened on the show. I can't even answer this. This is too many. This is too, it all makes me, all makes me pine for things that I also know the third party uh, marketplace will never uh, have the buyership to fulfill the creation of anytime soon. But yeah, I, I don't mean to cop out. It's just like, for me, it is... I, there are so many deceptive. I, I, I couldn't pick three because you just show me a list of the ones that never got made and I just pointed all of them. So the They're answer so is interesting. Your answer is yes, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's my answer. Which three? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> if I don't know about the commission part, but if I'm dictating to Hasbro, then my answer is yes, all of them. <laughs> uh, but Chop Shop is definitely a top one, as is Clamp, uh, Clamp Down. I had one more I've always yelled about. Now I can't remember because my brain's in the wrong place. Um, but man, like at least I got my Thunderhoof, so I'll stop yelling about that. Uh, you know what though? Speaking of toys that we are getting, that are confirmed, that maybe we've even thought about before, uh, we had a big reveal uh, this last week of a new masterpiece movie toy. It's masterpiece movie Iron Hide. Uh, this is an Iron Hide uh, movie one oriented, although I don't think he ever changed enough to really warrant other versions that I can think of. Uh, he turns into a GMC heavy duty top kick 6500 4x4 crew cab edition, which is uh, way too long a name for a pickup truck. And uh, he transforms into uh, that robot mode. And he's the first Ironhide, I think, to really hit the weirder parts of the movie CG model that the, like the toys of Ironhide we've gotten have been pretty good, but they also all made him a lot sexier. This Ironhide turns into the weird, squat, wide-shouldered, big-headed cowboy cow uh, who kind of doesn't have an abdomen. Um, and I'm I'm super into it because, like, this is how he looked on screen. He always looked weird to me on screen compared to the kind of taller, more heroic bodybuilder shape that I, I feel a lot of his toys hit. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I have no idea how his articulation works, uh, but I, I'm going by the rest of the line. I'm sure it's not going to be a big problem. Um, the transformation fascinates me. Like my own, the only thing about him I, I really had to say that was a bummer is they didn't friggin' sacrifice someone in order to like call up the dark Satan magics to make his two cannons just disappear into the truck mode. Uh, I'll get over that. Look at his grill. Now look at the other modes grill. Now look back. Uh, oh God, I lost track of my scroller. What am I? Aaron, what am I missing? Look at look 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 at the truck mode. Look at that picture number six. Okay, okay. Where are the letters? They're in the middle. Okay, now look at picture seven. Oh, what what? Now look at picture Where six. Where did it come from? Now look at picture seven. Aaron, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> what's happening? Where does the 
Okay, I really want to mess with this thing. The nearest thing I can figure is that those side panels flip around or something. Yeah, like maybe they're on the other side of the, the yeah. top. Th- that must be to facilitate some... Well, I mean, it's for screen accuracy as well. Right. But that's that's got to be also to facilitate something as far as the shoulders go. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about this Ironhide? How do you, how do you think of first um, impressions? Th- this is another one of the movie masterpieces that I would be very interested to maybe have somebody else buy. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering where that was going to end. <laughs> like, if it's really good, I might pick it up myself, but I definitely want to be hands-on with it first, or have hands-on reports from people that I really trust. So, Chris, you should buy this thing. You should buy two of them. I mean, so I was going to say that, like, I was going, I was, I was thinking with movie masterpiece, maybe I should try to not rush out to get them. It's just that the the first two presented themselves to me with very good discounts. So we'll see what happens with the next two. But yeah, like, I mean, if if I could pick them up on that sort of discount, I'd I'd be more likely to jump into it. But I've only ever seen the movie masterpiece Optimus Prime for like a hundred and ten or a hundred and twenty. Well, the, the, and that's the thing just about no good. The thing about Prime and Bumblebee, which is making me think I might still be pretty weak willed with these, is that for any faults that they had, their transformations were gorgeous like masterpiece gorgeous to engage with mm-hmm. and i get the feeling like barricade and ironhide you know will probably do a similar thing and i feel and like regardless of, of other faults if the transformation feels as good as those other two and i and optimus prime's transformation feels great up until the last moment when the truck doesn't necessarily come together perfectly uh the rest of it feels so good that like if these things can give me those same tactile feedbacks I got, I got I got feelings like this is going to be real fun, but I don't know. Um, with Ironhide, I, I also would really like to know if they if they got clever and figured out how to make him be a little more articulate than he looks in the promo pictures. Like he's really good at doing his Ironhide's like stand there and look like a hench with cannons on his arms thing. I just want to know if he can like point the cannons up forward and like does he have a little bit of a butterfly joint set up so he can point them together in front of his face or something like that. Um, well, I'm, I mean, I'd like it to looks like as long as the, I think the, the door parts stick on the back of the hood parts, so that looks like his upper arm, looking at picture number one, um, like his arm could come up around the, like, wheel well chunk. So yeah. it, may, it may not be, you know, again, with his dimensions and proportions, he's not going to have a very humanoid reaction but to get like the arm up he may have to like swing out but i feel like for ironhide that'd kind of be the way that he'd be posing anyway because he's got like the gorilla shoulders well the the, however they do the articulation is because his transformation i think is gonna probably feel good because that's just been the hallmark of the last two releases the way his articulation works also kind of fascinates me because yeah his his body is when you go movie accurate with ironhide his body gets friggin weird Mm-hmm. And like you can even see in his hips how he's got like normal hips, and but they're, they're placed in a they're placed in the weirdest spot. They're tiny, <laughs> and he has like yeah. tons of hip chunk. And yet, in picture number one, compared to picture number two, with his legs kind of bent forward a little bit, it still looks like they're moving as though they would, you know, if they if they were that big. Uh-huh. So there, I think there's some real clever stuff potentially in his articulation, and I'm that that kind of gets me that that and he can he can muppet mouth because his mouth can flap open. Yeah. Um, before I, I there's one other thing about him I'm, I'm thinking about but TJ let's come over to you how are you feeling about Masterpiece Movie Ironhide TJ's BRB ah, I just it's noticed what you, that it's what you get for throwing it off to somebody 
I uh, I was staring too much at Ironhide. Well, okay. Well, I'll I'll go to the thing then, Aaron. There's something about this Ironhide. I don't know if maybe I've missed this in all the movies, and it's kind of messing with me. I don't like it. Okay. One of his eyes looks way smaller than the other one. Oh, he's drunk. He's just always drunk. That's. Yeah, all all of the images make it look like his his what would be his right eye is kind of squinty. Yeah, it's like someone punched him in the eye. And maybe his, like, forehead crest thing isn't uh, equal? Like, the forehead crest thing, like, I, some of this stuff, there is an asymmetry to the robot modes of the movies that's easy to miss, especially if you mostly have been looking at the toys. But the eyeball thing is messing the heck with it lo- me. It looks like he's mid sound. The yeah, thing is, and that's he's, he's, like, using his correct. whole face. Oh, TJ's back. Hi. TJ, is it so? Has this always been what his eyes looked like in the movies? I, and I just, I, I know, like, okay. The, well, the thing is, like, we see he said of himself, like, it's easier to design a toy that's symmetrical. Of course, it is. You know, CAD models and all that, and we just see him like that all the time. Because when else do you get a good chance to look at him in the movie? Like, look at his face. I had to go back and look at the original scene where they're in the backyard of Sam's house mm-hmm. just to make sure that is completely accurate. Like, his okay. eye has always had that weird squinty thing to it. Yeah, because there's a lot of accuracy things about this that I think I think with movie Ironhide especially, a lot of us tended to look at the toys more than the movies over the last mm-hmm. 10 years. And so there's also stuff like how his, uh, you know, in vehicle mode, he doesn't have painted hubcaps. They're black. But I under- if I understand correctly, that is accurate to the top kick model in question. At least I think it is. I didn't look at the truck for accuracy. I was checking for squinty eyes. Yeah, I, I just saw someone talking about it on Twitter back when this got dropped, and someone said that that's that's actually an accuracy thing. So, like, and these these movie toys, you know, they haven't been perfect, but they have had a lot of really very specific slavish moments that make me appreciate them, given how easy it is to gloss over so many details on movie designs. Um, but for me, the the like visually, the biggest draw of this toy is to finally see a transforming movie Ironhide who has the weird ass shape that he has in the movies, as opposed to like the linebacker we've always gotten. But TJ, how, how do you feel overall about movie Ironhide? The toy itself looks extremely impressive. Like I, someone posts a side by side of it and just the raw character model yeah. from the movie. Yeah. And it's shocking just how many of the details they got right. It's, I'm used to those movie transformations not being possible when you have to worry about things like physics. Yeah. Um, I I think that there's like, if I was going to say one thing to folks who are discussing this, it's if you think this looks worse than older movie Ironhide toys, I don't think you're necessarily wrong because older movie Ironhide toys smooth his robot mode out to such a nicer looking robot. Uh, This, this is going for the one on screen and I'm because I know I've done it. I spent years doing it. I I used to th- look at the one on screen and I'd rewatch one of the you know first three movies and double take when I'd see a shot where he's like standing still for a moment. Uh, like his head is gigantic mm-hmm. in the movies compared to a lot of his toys. Um, so like this is definitely not a toy for everyone. <laughs> uh, it certainly is one of the uglier movie Ironhide toys, but it's also accurate. Uh, probably the most accurate one. Um, I just noticed. Uh, his rear wheels are in his thighs. And I think those are the actual yeah. rear wheels. And he he's also has, like, wheels in his truck bed? Or in in the truck body? Yeah, those are, I think those are the... 
I, don't, so I think those are the like wheel stuff that we see maybe come out around his um, shoulders. Are they the wheels in the look at look at picture number four? There's a there's a wheel sitting in, in his driver's seat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't know if that's like the wheel stuff that come out under his shoulders. Oh, wait, but those don't have the hubcaps painted. Mm hmm. That. Hmm. Oh, is that his elbow? That might be his elbow. I think that's his elbow. Maybe. maybe. Man, this is kind of yeah, I, I'm elbow. enjoying this part of these toys, you know, like the masterpiece approach applied to these these yeah. you know, 07 movie designs. Yeah, I think I think that I think that is his elbow. That might be. Yeah. So that's probably then like the windshield chunk behind his yeah. arm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I'm into man. this. Like, certainly, like Aaron, I'm like I said, I want someone else to get these in hand, review them yeah. for me, show the odd bits. So I can go, huh? That's cool. I just saved myself a hundred and fifty. I just, like if this thing has the hand feel that I got off the last two, leaving out the part where Optimus Prime's truck mode is not perfect. Uh, if the transformation hand feel is there, like the last two, I'm probably very on board. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm. Uh, the more I'm looking at picture number two, the happier I'm getting with the way this guy is looking. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, any other thoughts on these, or shall we uh, shall we bump along? I'm good. Alrighty. Uh, well, we've got another listener question. This is a pair of questions I got from Inhuman Elm, uh, and the first one says, "If we kick out all realistic expectations, those pesky Debbie Downers, what character from any Transformers fiction would you like to see get a masterpiece or third-party treatment?" So I guess just a high-end toy. Uh, Inhuman Elm would say Armada Optimus Prime, because that is the op design I have the most nostalgia for, and I think that Super Mode deserved a good, fairly large, poseable toy. Also, Rid 2015 Strongarm, because she's awesome, and if you could translate her CG design, specifically that metallic texture she has, into a toy that lights up, I might actually die from happiness. I feel like at some point someone at Hasbro said, Oh no, oh no, never mind. It wasn't someone at Hasbro. I'm thinking of that masterpiece vote that happened. Remember that masterpiece vote and Optim Armada Optimus was like winning for a while? Was on that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. finished number two. Yeah. I, f I felt like that was going to go somewhere. But we I don't think we've heard anything about that since. Like we've more so been waiting to see if Victory Leo ever happens. Yeah. Because uh, definitely, Armada Optimus Prime, I think, deserves a high-end toy that uh, does not have to fit in the very exciting but limiting gimmick that they pulled off in freaking 2002. <laughs> Just realizing. Yeah. Um, Aaron, what's what's someone you would love to see get a high-end toy? I think any of those Armada Energon Cybertron Primes mm -hmm. done with, like, the, no, you know, no-budget spared because you know that like combiner prime um from armada no energon energon ah, energon yeah, yeah. cybertron yeah uh from energon could have had some really fun flavor to it and instead it was not a thing really you know yeah. it just got jokes made of it and then other stuff like mounted on it sometimes I would love to see, like, that idea taken, but then, like, accuracy be damned, give him nicer proportions, and have a faceplate form over his faceplate when the big helmet comes down. Yeah. 
Uh, make make him what we all thought he was going to be back when we saw that first footage. Right. That that I did not do anything wrong. I don't know what you all want. <laughs> I didn't even say anything questionable that wow, time. Wow, you got two we different have, uh, sets of sirens. Yeah, we had we had some down. fresh ice fall. Yeah, we did. We too had some here. fresh ice fall today, and uh, people, humans have this reaction to ice. I think where they drive faster. Yeah. If you drive faster, and, then you're not in danger nearly as long. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, it turns out that coincides with ambulances everywhere. <laughs> I hope no one's dead. I hope I hope everyone's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I would like to see just like a super robotified further version of that Superlink design. Mm-hmm. No, give him, give him, give him some uh, some better proportions. Just go go nuts with it. Have 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 the limbs transform a little bit yeah. more. Even like I don't. Know, I want to see something creative with that as the as like the canvas. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm saying. Of of the you know have three or four steps for each of the arms so that it has you know a wrist and an elbow rather than just the odd socket Frankenstein-y. Hmm. Well, uh, TJ, if you could have just anyone get the high-end treatment uh, in Transformers, uh, who's on your list? It turns out they've they've now done Star Saber and they've started doing Galaxy Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, between Star Saber and uh, and Galaxy Meteor, a lot of my needs have been met. Yeah. End the like, high-end toys. It's over. Yeah. They finished. Yeah. We don't need them anymore. I'm done. <laughs> I hate Victory Leo. Well, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I need, I need. Uh, no, I need to get my. Uh, I, I need to get that Sky Crow, and, and then we can call it done. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, if we're if we're just just shooting for the moon, just anything, whatever. Uh, I've always been a fan of the Super Megatron design. Hmm. I mean, if we're going for like a lack of Decepticons in like a Masterpiece line, or th- well. Not definitely not third party, but like just like the idea of like that suit, the super crazy version of, of Megatron, all the extra cannons and thrusters and all that to him. I love how overkill the design is. Yeah. And like that's never had a toy like the closest yeah. we got was Master or uh, what was I, thinking of? I was thinking of animated where there's, oh, yeah, there's yeah. elements, there's elements of Super Megatron in that design. Yeah, like I, I really want a toy that just goes all out with that. Mm. Yeah, with like the massive cannon, the big ass Gundam boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the boosters everywhere. I mean, like if you think of like Super Megatron and like Ultra Megatron, like there's not a whole lot of visual difference between them. You could probably just throw in a set of parts that let you switch between the two. Yeah, like an armor up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, for, for mine, I think I already said it, and honestly, it is the one that's been on my mind the most for the last few months. High-end Rid Menasaur set. Uh, you know, the the five guys that can combine into Menasaur, and the limb guys can, uh, can crash combine together. Uh, make them all, you know, big enough to have all that engineering, and make them all big enough to, to still be articulate and everything. You know, I, I'd expect it would be like a $600 set, but, like, man, I would love to see those designs get their day. Uh... They, they they only barely hmm. got their day even on the show. They they had a strong start with that stock footage from from Motormaster, but I don't think they ever showed a full Menasaur combination sequence. They just showed bits of one, um, less bits than the bits and pieces that made up the Ultra B uh, stock footage. And man, like the, it's just the the, the Stunicons and Rid, the combination ideas were so cool throughout, and also the crash combination plus their personalities made them really fun for me. And 
yeah, I, I would love a high-end set of the five of them uh, that are fully featured, fully articulate, uh, straightforward transformations. Don't have to go nuts with that. Make all the complicated stuff be there so that they're they're full of combining bits. That's how I want the complication to happen. Uh, and yeah, that's what I would want. Uh, Inhuman Elm's other question. Uh, this is actually a quickie I think we can answer because I think we were there when Generations was first proposed. Uh, the, the question is, I got back into collecting just as Combiner Wars was starting and saw G1 Megatron along with Armada Megatron. This plus Generations Armada Starscream I bought in a whim two years ago prior gave me the impression that Generations meant all of Transformers. Now it seems like it should just be called Generation. Uh, no plural. And while I dig a lot of the characters and toys, I was wondering if you all could explain how, why this disconnect between naming and products has come about. Did Hasbro ever say it would be from every generation? Have they acknowledged it's 90% G1 and 10% everything else? Not really a complaint, just wanted to know, since I was not in the fandom when Classics Universe Generations Hen K, a.k.a. The Chug the Kool-Aid, uh, yeah. came out. The oh, sorry, that phrase. Chug the Chuggerts. The Chuggerts. Yeah. spewed out of an orifice in a, in a big floppy gel gelatinous pile. <laughs> Here comes my chuggerts. Um, they said when Generations first dropped that, yes, it was called Generations for a reason. And when Generations first dropped, it was a lot more of a Generations thing. It was definitely still majority G1 because it was halfway the sequel to the Neo Classics stuff that was happening. But I do not believe it has ever really been stated out loud how it has since 2014 i think 2014 2015 really dialed back on anything that was not g1 <laughs> yeah. in a lot of spots like we were getting beat yeah because we were getting beast wars we were getting armada we we're getting uh the fall of cybertron yeah. designs yeah. yeah so yeah generations early on was all over the place just trying to catch a little bit you even had like on the back of the boxes where it would tell you what era that particular character came from yeah yeah. So, yeah, you'd get everything from G1 to like a new Skybite. You know, it's all open. Yeah. I feel like I feel like since we've entered the trilogy, it's been about filling all of those gaps because mm -hmm. you know, we've got all our combiners now, we're getting Dinobots now, we got a Devastator and I I you know, and we're starting to get back to that a little bit. I mean, of course we have an Optimus Primal coming out. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, I mean, like the classic, like, like what we call classics, you know, throughout or whatever iteration, it's never really been, you know, there's, there's always been sprinklings of the other stuff in there. I mean, classics had a mini con range, mm -hmm. you know, and even with Universe 2.0, we still got like Cheetor and Dinobot and Hot, yeah, yeah. and Hotshot too. Yeah, uh, it, it really was, I think. It had a different mission statement some years ago, and uh, I, d I definitely am, uh, would say I do not remember the the shift in – like, the, like we'll say again, the percentage was always majority G1. Right. Um, but, yeah, the, I don't think it's ever been addressed how much everything's dialed back uh, on the non-G1 stuff, and I feel like it goes hand-in-hand hand with the John Warden era of – of hitting just super fanboyism for the 86 to 88 era of G1, which I've been like, you know, a lot of people say this and I'll say it too. I've been enjoying it. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, it just, it definitely like, I could see how this would look confusing to someone who came on board during combiner wars. Right. And also like uh, another thing about past lines is, you know, what we call a lot of the stuff that would have been generations is just another iteration of one of the prime wars trilogy. It just never seemed like it was planned out that far. 
And I think that part of Generation's problem and and part of Classic's problem, too, I believe, was um, maybe like a store-side line fatigue because most toys have some sort of reset every year or 18 months. Yeah. So, you know, if you go to a retailer and you say, hey, we're going to have this ongoing line for six years, it's going to be the same packaging – retailers are going to be yeah so what you're saying is you're going to stick us with a bunch of product that we're not going to sell and i mean you're seeing that right now in the toy stores um with uh power of the primes you know my uh target just remodded and all of the um combiner war stuff or not combiner wars um sorry um titans return like titans return all the titans return stuff is on an end cap with a clearance sticker on it. Uh, even the stuff that just came out, because that's the, finger quotes, old line, and Power of the Primes is now the new line. And, you know, when when you have stores that are used to that sort of, of changeover, it's hard to to say, like, no, 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 we're, we're going to have this classics line where we're going to cover all of these things across Transformers. So that's when you get these, like, name changes, line shifts, and I think that, at least the way that it seems like they've gone about it with the, the first two parts of this trilogy and apparently into the third, I, I think that setting it up this way is a little bit better because, yeah, we're still going to get some iteration of Starscream every time. We're going to get some iteration of Optimus Prime every time. We're going to get some iteration of Megatron every time because those are those evergreen characters that that they've mentioned before. But it lets you dip into some oddball stuff. You know, who would have thought that we'd be getting all five Dinobots before, let alone having them combine. The weird you know, thing I just realized when you're talking about how, like, you know, if they just said, hey, we're going to we're going to be doing generations for like six years um, and that, you know, the hesitance would be like, oh, you're going to be doing the same line for half a decade. If right. generations had had done more stuff beyond generation one, aesthetically, at least that would have solved such a qualm. On an aesthetic level, like if 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 each year it had it had shifted into, I don't know, like a different a different uh, major aesthetic shift in the past generations. Like, I it's just funny, like like yeah. as as it as it changed the line name more, the the fandom side of recognition it was more homogenized into G one, right, but also at the same time, the fandom side the the people that like listen to podcasts about Transformers the the nerds were what. Twenty yeah. percent of the market, ten yeah. percent of the market. We're, we're, I thought, I thought, I thought we bumped up to thirty something. <clears throat> Is that? I guess the last time I thought I'd heard something, it was like twenty-ish percent. Um, it was it was the sad bump up, which was the one where yeah. it's like kids actually just don't buy toys. Yeah, Thus, yeah. We kids are don't care anymore. <laughs> the market shrinking and new nerds aren't going away. So so by that effect, but I, I, uh, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking store not side. Not to I'm denigrate just, on all the nerds that are listening, but nerds, nerd. No, wait. I, um, I'm, just, I'm just going going off the language, which which makes sense. I'm just like you yeah. know, if if they had first like you know eight months really shifted into a beast thing, or for another eight months shifted way right. into us into a, an energon thing, but, like. So I, I'm saying, as far as purchasing off of the shelves, that's one thing, but at the same time. Every Power of the Primes toy deluxe size that comes into Target to Target looks like the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so I, if, I'm you've, also if thinking... you've got one or two of those duds, they're going to sit on a shelf, clogging it up like crazy hot rod. 
and not getting sold hot rod until you've got eight hot rods hot rod on the pegs at your store and that's a box and then that is something that like you'd have to have like people at every store level sitting there saying like no we're going to clearance these this specific one item you pc out and not the whole portion so by doing the line resets that gives the hard restart of like hey here's where you should be going yeah yeah it just like it feels like with given how much the line resets it's weirder that as it has technically i think reset more often in its short history it's also aesthetically reset less often yeah uh, in, in a few ways um and at the end of the day, it definitely, I think, is disappointing to folks. Like, it is mildly disappointing to me because I was one of the people back in, what, 2013 who was like, holy crap, uh, they, they actually have, like, an Armada logo on this thing. Or, you know, they're, they're, they're saying the word Armada on this toy. They might do some more. And, like, you know, they have done three. It took th- three different lines, but they have done three Armada toys. Uh, mm-hmm. Still no energy on, though. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I I don't think under the current folks running the show, it's likely to get any different as far as the ratio, because the guys currently running the show are way into G1, and it, it is great in its own way. I think that I think that it'll it'll be once we get folks grown up enough to be in those positions who also have a fandom for stuff like Armada, uh, that maybe there'll be some swing around, like a real second wave of uh, Transformers fans. Yeah, because I think that the era that would have had a nostalgia, like, or not a nostalgia, a love for something that recent would have been a lot of the folks who actually worked on it, that being the Aaron Archer era, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron and, and Eric and, and all those folks. Um, you know, like, they, I believe it was their era. Am I remembering right? Was was their era the one that had that Armada Hotshot uh, Generations toy? Yeah. Yeah, so that was, like, this this kind of, like, circular defining moment in a way. Um and I, I think that without that connection, it's going to be nostalgia, which means it'll probably be a while um, until anything shifts as far as the ratio. But things always change, and I'm always happy to eat hats. I eat lots of hats. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was supposed to be a quick question, and we kind of we kind of kept going. But uh, they they definitely did early on say it is going to be generations plural, and it was for a little while. Yeah, they hit yeah. multiple generations. Yeah. In some cases, it was more like, yes, they hit multiple generations once. <laughs> once, yeah, but it's it's better than it's better than nuns. We checked the box. We checked the box, guys. Uh, you got a beast in there. Shut up. You got two beasts. Oh, what's for, your problem? For a while, it was we got a beast. Yeah, right. Or no, it was two. It was two. It was, it was Dinobot and Shidor, but it was like, yeah, we, we did two. What else do you want? <laughs> Trying to bleed us dry, <laughs> you leeches, you vampires. Um. TJ, would you like to read this uh, last question here from Kevin Sig? Uh, sure, we can do that. All right, so I've got a problem I am hoping the WTF crew can give me help with. I've got real issues bringing myself to sell stuff on eBay. And no, this isn't about a huge attachment to stuff I've got. It's just I've got some anxiety issues about setting up an au- about setting an auction up. I hate begging for attention to my listings, and I always feel like I've done a poor job of describing my item. I also hate putting a price to me items, but I also don't like listing at zero since I'm worried I'll get shafted. I've sold some stuff on eBay, but for either six, 
but for every, ever, ever success I've had, there's also been a failure, and this always sends me into a funk where I just can't sell anything for a while. True, not everything sells, but when something doesn't, I tend to blame myself or thinking I could have done something different. I know I'm a bit of a head case, but any words of wisdom or suggestions would be appreciated. Thanks in advance, Kevin. Dear Kevin, fellow head case, that first paragraph up until uh, I'm worried I'll get shafted is literally me whenever I think about selling anything on eBay. I, I have... I am always thinking if I put this thing up and it's not set at zero, no one will even look at it. And if it's set at zero, no one will look at it till the last minute and someone will buy it for five cents. I always feel like I, my descriptions are terrible. I always feel like garbage if I go on just just go on Twitter and say, hey, I put some stuff up on eBay. I feel like guilt ridden most of the time. I just I have I feel a lot of this question. <laughs> I feel it a whole lot. Uh, my 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 empathy and sympathies. <laughs> um and and if i if i can throw out a quick a quick suggestion uh, chris rtx was talking to me when i had similar feelings about just sharing like like my patreon on twitter and and some other stuff on twitter and it's kind of like the people who like like if you sit there thinking man i am going to be such attention grabbing scum for putting this up usually it turns out you're the only one thinking that uh, i still have trouble accepting that but it also has been proven true for the most part i was the only one thinking that no, um you well, I mean, hi, Chris. Aaron doesn't count, though. I'm talking about, you know, people. <laughs> oh, uh, Aaron's a person. Aaron's one of my favorite people. Put her there, Aaron. Oh, we can't. We're too far away. Uh, I joined Aaron's uh, gaming gang team again, and I was the first one to join. Yeah, here, I was going to use that as part of my example. Thanks, bud. I, I'm, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> Peace. Uh, Kevin Sig also uh, donated a whole lot to to my extra life page last year, so thank you, Kevin. For, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's always been a good uh, good friend of the gaming gang. Yeah, um, but I I brought this one up partly because TJ, you sell friggin' shovel loads of stuff on eBay <laughs> compared shovel. to me. Well, yeah, well, shovel loads comparatively, yes. So, like, I don't know, like, if, did you have this? these kind of problems early on like were you, did you have a way of getting over them no my issues more or less meant were yeah am i really ready to get rid of this am i going to miss it if i sell it am i going to regret this if i ever want to get it again like you know what put it in a box let it there let it stay there out of sight and out of mind for a month if you really miss it at that point okay then keep it if not get rid of it but then how did you get so bold to just go you know once you were ready to get rid of it to just go on ebay put it up and go like hey i put up an auction like we're Where'd that courage come from? Uh, it came from, you know what? If they don't like my price, eh, too bad. You know, if someone will come along who will eventually like it. Yeah. I generally, like, for me, I never price at an auction at zero because, yeah, it's really easy to get ripped off that way. Generally, what I will do is whatever I'm planning to sell, I will go into the sold listing searches and see what it recently sold for. And then if I want to make sure it sells, I'll, I'll take five ten bucks off of it depending on how big it is you know so i i put it at a price where i know it's selling for this because in the last month six have sold for more than this so yeah mm -hmm. i know i'm in the market and i know the price is correct so i don't ever have to worry about something like that and if it's it, you know if, unless you're like in a panicked rush to get things sold or like there's an emergency you need extra money for 
you've got all the time in the world. Like eventually a buyer will come around. He'll go, okay, you know what? That's about my price range. Yeah. A lot of those tricks actually, I should say, have helped me with selling stuff in person at the local toy show, uh, which I have found way easier to do than an eBay auction. Almost entirely because I feel like, well, everyone's here to see stuff for sale. And like that, that little thing like makes me feel better. And I'm sure there is a very simple way to just apply that to eBay. I don't know how myself. Uh, eBay, <laughs> everyone on eBay is there to buy and sell stuff. This so is it's, true. It's literally the same mindset. I know, but I'm not seeing their happy faces. Maybe if I put in my eBay descriptions, you must send me a photo of how happy you are after you buy it. <laughs> well, that, that's, you get your seller ratings, you get your feedback score up. Get oh, the right. pretty little star by your name. Oh, I'm going to have so many stars. Um, Aaron, have you ever faced any kind of anxieties like this, selling stuff on eBay? Um, the couple times that I had to do crash sales, I did. Um, and I, like, undersold myself on a lot of things. So I I get that that other side, um, for sure. Uh, now, when I've put a few things up... Um, all I've done is turned on the "Hey, I have things on eBay" flag on TFW, mm-hmm. and just kind of walked away from it. Um, if that drove anything over, I don't know. Um, but there are like other ways to to get people to kind of look at it. Plus, I mean, just make sure that you have good search terms. Okay, I've got uh, you know, Titans Return Grotusque here in front of me. So I'd have, you know, make sure I get the keywords, you know, Titans Return, Titans Return, Grotusque, Toys R Us exclusive. Spell it right, not grotesque. Deluxe Transformer, right. Good old grotesque. <laughs> um, you know, just make sure that you you name it well, make sure that your spelling's correct. Um, and maybe if it's like hunger where there's like three different ways you could spell hunger, like spell it all three different ways, maybe in the body or something. You may know it as hunger or hunger or hunger or the guy with a bunch of R's. You know, FYI, stuff hunger like is, that. Like, is like literally the one guy who has all these specific problems to so screw hunger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you could you can put those common misspellings maybe in like the body and um, in order to like get other searches and yeah. then it's just a matter of seo right and then it's just a matter of just like let it just set it and like just let it be don't mm-hmm. you know don't set two-day auctions and then get upset when it doesn't sell in two days you know set it at the long length of options or you can just set it now to just be like i don't know, keep trying to sell it right yeah yeah like the auto realist stuff right um, so just find find a price that you're comfortable with maybe do a little bit of research if it's something that like has serious value you know if i was selling a wind charger from titan's return or from power of the primes like i'd put you know a price on it and and move on you know i'm not going to sit there and, and dig through it if i've got some you know japanese exclusive release i might spend five or ten minutes searching you know, completed option, completed auctions and, you know, find out, you know, what is a good price for this and then determine, do I want to get that price or do I want to sell it? Because Mm -hmm. I might take five bucks off of it, you know, in order to, to be the cheapest one on the list. You you have a higher chance of selling it. Right. So, Um, and, and those are all calls that you just kind of have to make yourself. I think something that also can help, because I, I also really connect with the notion of, like, you know, if it doesn't sell, you know, as well as you think it will, 
you just feel like you really screwed up and screwed yourself in a way. Uh, and dealing with failure is also just, it's a difficult thing for a lot of people. Like, and and I, I say failure in what we perceive as failure. Because yeah. if you actually ask someone, if you go up to someone and say, my failure is this, and you show them an eBay auction that ended really low, a lot of people will just go like, dude, it's not. You didn't yeah. fail. That's not a failure. Yeah. And and so, you know, one sees failure in oneself, or at least most normal people anyway, see failure in oneself a lot more than other people see failure in oneself uh, or in, in you, the person. So, like, one way, this one little trick that might help if you're worried about how an auction went, if you think that it undersold, think of it this way. Everyone has the story about getting that one awesome deal they can't believe they got. You probably have it yourself. If you facilitated that, whether or not you intended to, there is something kind of cool in that. Yes, you are making a lot of assumptions about who won the auction, but for the sake of feeling better mentally, I would say make those assumptions. Uh, I've undersold some stuff at toy shows when I have seen that it is making the person buying it just obscenely happy, or they like they have found a thing they're looking for and they got a deal on it. There's something uh, non-monetary that is still rewarding in that for me, and... If you can find that and in some cases maybe just sort of trick yourself into thinking that's what's happening if it's an online sale, I think that could really help. See, I have done that in the past where I would rather be the one where they get to tell people what a good deal they got rather than, oh, you that's what you paid for? Ugh. Yeah. Like, I will, I'm always a big fan of sell it for what it's worth to you. Don't sell it for what the market value is or what... You know what? Well, you could get this, but then again, you could also sit on it for six months waiting for someone to wander by who is willing to spend that. Yeah. Right. And, if, and if you wait that long, then, hey, you also cracked another code. Like the end of the day, as long as you're not hurting people to get what you want, you know, like if you're not if, as long as you're not like buying out cases in the hopes that you're going to be the one source and you can upcharge or something dumb like that. Like it's it's all just one off transactions that most everyone involved will forget about. And it is hard to do. It can be very hard to teach yourself this, and I still am not very good at this. But teaching yourself to forget about it as well uh, can can be really, really helpful. Not just in selling stuff, but in in a lot of life in general. Um, so hopefully, I hope that helped. Because, uh, like, yeah, like I said, that first paragraph of this question, I was just like, man, this is speaking to me. <laughs> uh, anyway. Like I said, hope that helped Kevin Sig. We're going to move into what we got this week. You you boys got some Transformers, I heard, on the grapevine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, let's, do, let's do the hot potato approach. Um, and then, you know, if someone brings up a thing you got, then just, like, jump in on it. I'm talking to two... Really, it's just between the two of you, I think, for the most part. All I got this week was a third-party thing I know none of you got. Uh, and not because it's new. <laughs> but, uh, Aaron, what's one of the things you found? Hey, uh thing I just cracked open and put a couple photos on uh, Twitter of is uh, Grotesque. Grotesque? Mm-hmm. Or Grotesque or gro- whatever. No, Grotesque. It's actually Grotesque. I just, yes, yes, it is Grotesque. Let's let's start this. Let's get it oh, going. Oh, God. Um, actually, I was really impressed because it's impressed into the bubble for both him and the head, except for the boxes out in the other room. That is a um, depressingly unresealable box. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, RC was the same way. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got and, the two of them at the same time. But. Yes. It is a very creative box. I just can't um, believe. I liked it on. I liked it on RC. I like it's, it here. It's a creative box, but imagine getting RC and Grow Tusk at the same time and having a minor panic attack that you might have gotten duplicates. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd like to maybe see us, like, even if it was just a color splash on the outside. Also, it is, like, all it needed to be resealable in a way that would have also preserved that box experience would have been, like, the slide-off uh, bubble topper. Okay, and, like, yeah. the, the box is so lovingly crafted, it feels, like, so sad that you have, like, you have to, you have to snip those twist ties Mm-hmm. Um, and either you're just ripping that bubble off. Either way, you're only getting that experience once, and maybe that makes it a beautiful thing to some people. I just wish I could put them back in those boxes too. Yeah, but no, I really feel that this was the first go around intent for that mold. Mm-hmm. Not Twinferno. Twinferno's got some really clever transformation elements to him, but yeah, right. like, there's something about Grotusk that just feels. More the, solid the way, together. The way that the like the the head comes together from both sides, yeah, yeah. together into a mouth is so pristine. Um, I, I sat there and like did it back and forth five or six times just because I could. Me too. And me the, too. And the legs into tail work ten times better on this one than it does on the yeah. other. Mine, mine has a tr- mine has trouble holding the tail together a little bit. The tolerances are just just enough to mine keep mine it the first time it did and all it took was me like undoing it and then redoing it and giving it a little like rub to to push the inside like the back and forth tab part together mm-hmm. and since then each transformation's held so i don't know if i got the money one this time or or what the difference is but the massaging pinch yeah it uh is is multi bene yeah, the the, the um, way the jaw comes together on that made me pause when I first opened yeah. it because I also did, I didn't see any of the videos about him, so I I was expecting him to be way more of a recolored Twinferno. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and just everything about it. Uh, all of the paint apps on mine are are just perfect. Which I mean, it's the the upsold ones, so they can spend a little bit more time with it uh, for sure. But um, I I definitely think that this is. Like if if you can snag it on one of the times when it pops up again on ToysRS.com, man, go for it. Yeah, he's a surprisingly solid figure for being so heavily remolded. Like it's hard to tell he is remolded because it works that well. Yeah. Uh, like, like you, the only the only like I I can only give a grievance to I wish the maroon matched the original toy a little bit more because the the original G1 Grotusk is a little bit brighter. God, it's such a minor. I like. I have to search for that nitpick. He pulls everything yeah. else off so well. Like, I, like I, I grew up with that figure. Like, this was like a dream to me. That like, you wait, you're telling me I have one with articulation. Well, it was also like a dream to you, like both you guys, but you especially TJ, because like this was also the payoff after missing that tiny ass window. Oh my god, the first I, time. I, yeah, so annoyed. It's like no, I. When else do I get to sleep in? I need, you know, and I was up late last night getting things done. Let's just take a quick hour little nap. And hey, what's up? It's Hasbro here. We got a new grotesque. Anyway, sold out. Bye. And hey, my alarm went off. What I miss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm so happy that that toy became easy for people. To, well, you know, quote unquote easy for people to get compared to before. Uh, the my biggest grievance with that toy. He made me realize if they had done one more retool into uh, Repugnus, I would have been fine with it. 
and it makes me more sour. <laughs> May- maybe maybe tiny. we'll get it in Titans Return. In uh, in Power of the Primes. Power of the Primes. Or Power of the Primes. Yeah, yeah. I know what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're friggin'. It looks like they're actually doing it. They're gonna put friggin' shuttle blast off out <laughs> to yeah. two lines later. Yeah. Well, they brought the combining back, so I guess yeah, there's an excuse. Just been waiting in the wings. That's amazing to me. I'm so happy about it. Like, I, I don't even need the figure. I'm just like, no, that's. I love how long a game that was. Like the moment the combiner peg came back, it's like, hey, you know what? We never did this one. <laughs> Toolings here. Hey, it's a new mold to the U.S. and hey, it's it fills the line. You know what? And you know, if if that one comes out, it would be really cool if they used the strafe re- remold of that from Unite Warriors Computron and just uh-huh. recolored it into someone else. <laughs> like, like went two levels like that. I'd be I'd be way into that. But um, so you guys, your guys' grotesques all turned out great. It, it sounds like you yeah. guys are vindicated <laughs> after the the robbery of New York Comic Con. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ, you've got you've got friggin' two ge- two generations of of the MonsterBot trio. I I didn't even realize it until I until I I was about an hour into this grotesque before I realized oh. I did collect every monster bot. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. You you want to go nuts. A third party company called Fans Hobby has done masterpiece sized monster bots. Oh no, I've 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 seen those. And like I I've seen I've seen Hulk Repugnus. Yeah, you all I'm saying it's a fresh year. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool if you just went totally, totally nuts and were like, hey, this is technically I only need three more toys to have every what? every but monster bot I, I i've seen some things third parties doing soon and like they're gonna get enough of my money as it is like especially because it's me mm-hmm. like they're go- they're they they're getting me they don't need to do anything else uh just do some more monster bots everybody get tj to be one of those masterpiece dinobot collectors but for the monster bots oh yes <laughs> <laughs> um well, moving on from there, so that's, that's one toy. Uh, let's pop over to TJ. TJ, what's one of the fresh toys you got this week? Uh, well, not exactly fresh, but it was in the box at the same time, so I got my Titans Return RC. Oh, for some reason. Well, you know what? I assumed everyone got one of those except for me. So no, <laughs> no, <mind>. no, <laughs> uh, no. In my head, I skipped it out because well, I've got the Generations one, and like I figure it's like is. As far as RCs go, that one's pretty spot on to what I was expecting out of an RC. Mm. And I basically tossed this one in just because it was still at ToysRUs.com. Yeah. And like, I need something for free shipping. Uh-huh. I, uh, I was really happy with that RC when I got her in hand after feeling a little lukewarm. Because she does the thing I wish all the other blurry tools did, which is do more with the shield piece to change yeah. the shape. Yeah, I think I keep saying it every time. It's like I wish Nautica came out after this remold existed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's the blur mold again, it, which is a fantastic mold, but it's also one I've bought four times now. So she does get a little bit redundant feeling, but she's very nice, very you know, still very solid, still feels like a good figure to play with. Uh, far better feeling than the Generations toy. Since, you know, you don't have such thin parts and such fiddly little transformation elements to her. And the kind of weird hips. Yeah. I mean, which are somewhat accurate, but yeah, know, not not exactly toy friendly. It's like this is an RC where it's like, hey, guess what? I can just pose you. Yeah. 
like yeah. i feel like i like i feel like this is the rc to get if you want one that's more playable whereas yeah, the generation rc yeah where it's like okay you want cartoon accurate you go get the gener you get the generations the original this one is robust i think mm. is a better word for it well he's fun uh comes with a weird daniel Layned. excuse me Layned. sure it is yeah, he sure is a lay nad. And, uh, and an and an Ultra Magnus who is the exact same mold as the Scorponok, the game with Repugnus. Yep, who is also the same mold as Thunderwing from the five pack box set. <laughs> yep. Uh which man <laughs> it's weird. It makes that Rodimus stick out in a really odd way. Um Cool. So yeah, you you, ca- you got caught up on your twenty seventeen exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um Aaron, did you uh, did you get anything else fresh this week? Uh, I did. I picked up uh, the Power of the Primes Grimlock, and I am hello. Yeah, uh, I was staring at one at Target today, knowing that mine is showing up tomorrow. No, and I hate that. That hasn't happened to me in years. Let me like technically, you know what? Okay, silver lining. At least that's actually a thing that happens now. Yeah, yeah. you know, at least once. Like, yeah. Uh, so, um, my biggest issue, and I'm, I'm finger quoting issue here, is that I don't like his dinosaur legs in dinosaur mode, and that yeah. his back is combiner chunk or combiner Ex- stuff. I think he wears that back better in person than in any of the photos I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I just wish that like. If maybe like the the diaper part did something else, like if it turned ninety degrees, yeah, to just s- streamline his body and fill out a little bit of that hole uh, in the backs of his legs, I think it'd yeah, be the, a little bit better served. Because the legs are probably the worst part, though. Yeah, like, but the, like I don't know. I found in person like all the jank on him. It like kind of like when I look at him, he's such a G one eighties inaccurate oh. T Rex. Oh, I, like it, I mean, it just somehow works. He 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 definitely scores many many points for being like friggin' G one Grimlock. Um, yeah, you know, even down to like I like the way that they make like they use better toy technology so that it's not just like his head rolls back and does that, but his chest comes apart and back together in order to better shift the, the way the mass works. Yeah, I mean, I it's, there are definitely plenty of points that I like in him. It's just I wish that his legs, like I have one leg that is super tight and one leg that is super loose. I, I have one that's just, and then the other is, and that's going oh, through the same rotation. That sucks. Like that one will go, but there's still like thirty degrees of shift before it wants to hit a a. a a ratchet and then the other one is just like tiny bit of of touch so it, yeah s- some of the the dinosaur posing is a little bit iffy um robot mode is is good um and and the volcanicus torso is excellent i like the way that again it's very much a like non-traditional method of becoming a torso 
with and like it tabs together so yeah. well at least on mine yeah like, and, it, and it took me actually a couple go rounds because you know he comes with another one of the 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 sparks of combination or whatever and i was sitting there like because i had his uh dinosaur head facing down because i thought that looked best and i was like how do i put this mm-hmm. in there oh wait a second if you want to use the spark of combination you have him like look forward and roar and hey there it is and then i was like oh man i really wish i could like close his mouth yeah him and starscream both have a thing where you can like if you could starscream has a hatch in his chest with like two little doors right and if either of those guys could close up over the <sighs> enigma so you could like reveal it i think that would have made the gimmick make more sense to yeah. me um because as it is yeah it's like you have to open up part of their chest leave it open stick a thing in mm-hmm. and go like they're powered and it's like yeah, okay. because with the the leaders putting the the matrix of leadership or whatever inside of them you know okay that makes sense and then why not have this thing that is slightly bigger than leader size do something similar yeah like subsume the little spark right and on starscream it's maddening because it is it's a cockpit just, it's dimensions it's a cockpit yeah it's a it's cockpit a that cockpit. you're putting it in yeah and I don't know of many aircraft where you have a cockpit and then you open up the cockpit and you sit in the cockpit, but then you don't close the cockpit. <laughs> well, listen, it's the power of one of the primes, a demigod. Yeah. Like it's a little different. But also it's maddening because it's a freaking cockpit. Um, like, okay, I can see a dinosaur's mouth. He can't like he can't swallow the thing down. Okay, I'll maybe take it for, for Volcanicus here. But uh, yeah, but no, I really uh, I, I really did Grimlock and really like before i had grimlock starscream seemed like it was just kind of an upsized deluxe maybe because he's mm-hmm. got the big gloves and the big feet and now starscream feels even worse yeah star like starscream is is utterly outclassed by grimlock yeah. in a depressing way like i i, I uh, sit here with both of these and wonder how how like yeah again i don't know if this is a case where they said hey for wave one you have x number of dollars and like grimlock got 90 percent of that now 85 percent of that and starscream got the other 15 percent when it was like oh crap we need a second we need a second voyager for the first wave uh <laughs> starscream yeah, it's it's like it's the difference between Starscream, whose whose myriad uh, problems you know one could list out. A lot of them are the jet mode. Grimlock's myriad problems are his alt mode as well, but there's like two of them. And then his other modes are great. Uh-huh. Uh, possibly the best G1 Grimlock robot mode toy I have ever seen. Um, like, and I don't mean to like you know I'm not I'm not saying he's like better than the masterpiece, but that robot mode on Power of the Prime's Grimlock is the most fun I've had with a Grimlock robot mode in a long mm-hmm. time of just like, this is obviously Grimlock. He poses great. He has a waist joint. He feels good. If he, if I put a sword in his hand from some other toy, because he inexplicably doesn't have one, yeah. then he he feels complete. That's, that's uh, maybe the other kind of disappointment is like, I get with the way that this one system works, we get the weird hand claw weapon things and yeah for the deluxes and then the the voyagers are are what have the feats um so that's like his two accessories are his feet and the like next to nothing two paint application combination spark things but man yeah it would have been nice I mean- if if grimlock came with sword or gun 
the feet as weapons on him work even like they they like better than starscream for sure mm-hmm. but they work on him because they're so spiky it's like no grimlock looks like the kind of guy who just puts on a friggin' giant pair of claw punchers and actually the one thing that i did see that was very interesting do you happen to have one of the deluxe dinobots nearby your grimlock not nearby no uh, well you can take one of the claw puncher things and plug it into the back of his foot since the back of oh, his yes. foot has a peg and so then you can make this other, even bigger, spikier, nastier thing that looks so even I hadn't more thought grimlocky. Of, I hadn't thought of using it as a weapon like that. The reason that's there is is because, the like, you know how you're supposed to put the spare fists in his ab parts? Right. They're also, like, as another option, you can put them in as extra heal support. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't think about using them as, like, weapon yeah, extension. I, I, saw oh, somebody's, I, I saw somebody's photo with the like it pegged into the back of the arm and i was like man those things look like extra large what the heck is that and then i realized that it was oh it's one of the feet or or one of the hand things oh that is pretty cool man like in hand everything feels really good about these new dinobots mm-hmm. to me <laughs> like they have problems sure but like they just are so fun yeah uh, especially like with Slash included as well. The fact that like you know in, in a couple months probably I'm gonna have the the other two I need, and then I'm gonna have this friggin' like just fun ass like table sized digestible set of Dinobots that have like just big ass like punch fist weapons. Uh-huh. Um, obviously there are going to be tons of third party swords for them by the time the year is over. Oh, I'm gonna I make that so. bet again. I'm making uh, that I, bet I, again. I, I hope it's before TFCon uh, Toronto. Perfect Effect has shown a set they're doing for that for that set that should be out by then. They're they're tweaking their combiner add-ons for Starscream and Grimlock. Cool. And the Grimlock set, they also showed like a new torso enclosure for them. But then most importantly, a, the silhouette of a giant like foot long sword slung across his back. Mm. So like even if that torso enclosure, it doesn't look all that great to me to be honest. And their combiner feet, they added like sideways ratchets, but not frontways ratchets. So I got some issues here and there that maybe will be sorted. Either way, friggin' giant sword. Also, uh, uh, fake busker uh, on on shapeways is designing a set of melee weapons for the Dinobots that will be able to unite together into a big sword. You know, just simple plug and play, and it's gonna be shapeways. But another option there especially if you're able to work with Shapeways Plastic, like some folks can. Uh, if Dr. Wu doesn't do swords for these guys, I'll be surprised. Um, yeah. The, we're in another one. Of, the Combiner Wars did this, and I'm, we're back. We're in another era where I am just sitting here going like, okay, okay, Combiner Wars was new. Maybe y'all didn't catch up. You've had two years to catch up. Bring on the add-ons for the friggin' Combiners. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I am hype. Uh, I'm, I am prepared to be disappointed again, but I am hyped for now. Um, and I'm glad you got Grimlock. Yeah. Uh, I hear TJ will eventually have Grimlock. Someday. <laughs> One of these uh, days. 16 hours from now. In 16 hours? He should... Um, TJ, what's another, uh, Transformer you got this week? Power of the Primes Optimus. That's one that Aaron did not get. Nope. Uh, TJ, that was my TFW staff pick. For last year. So I saw. Uh, how you feeling about that toy? I didn't find him in 2017, so I couldn't make him mine. Aw. Uh, he's fun. Right? The toy's a lot of fun. Like, the the truck mode is kind of a butt. Like, it's not oh. the... 
there's one thing for the truck cab. I don't know if you've seen it. A lot of people started doing it, and it works. Uh, fold the forearms down in truck cab mode. I think so. It cleans up the silhouette, surprisingly. It's good to know, because the way the instructions want you to do it, it just kind of looks like the truck is vomiting a robot out the back. Yeah, it just looks like he has a bunch of, like, like just friggin' red ball stuff coming out the back. But yeah, if you fold them down, it at least cleans up that silhouette a little bit, and you don't have just straight up, like, forearms sitting back there. Mm. Just put it back to the combined robots. I'll try that next time. Yeah. But no, like... I love this evolution, like the evolution gimmick works for this so well. Like you get a really nice looking Orion Pax. Like I never thought that design would ever have a toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And okay, it, it it's a little bit of a funky transformation that just kind of tucks a lot of robot behind, you know, uh, you know, the vestige of a truck. But it it works. Not complaining. Uh, I love, you know, the, you know, the transformation for the the trailer is a lot of panels, but none of it feels like unnecessary. The arm transformation, though, on the trailer feels like such a friggin' like Yusha Brave Star Saber thing. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they fold up and then back down and you flip up the smokestacks. Like <laughs> you can see the stock footage as you're doing it. Yeah, I love how much works into the toy and the the truck mode kind of pays for it. But it's such a small payoff for just how much fun everything is to do. I love that you have the Orion Pax and then the Combined Optimus, who feels really nice. Like, I've got some loose joints on Orion, Mm. but Optimus is dead solid. Like, he's just really fun to just hold and manipulate and pose. and You know, and then you get, like, the Combined Matrix chest which the double doors like they yeah uh they, like, like so was, i think it was random factor on twitter was saying it and i agreed like there's something about those double doors without any fiction it feels like something special you know mm-hmm. like you feel like this is the crux of some storyline that no one's written it's a little bit weird when you first do it because if anyone's ever if you've ever seen the uh like if you're like either the hallway sequence from Mystery Science Theater or the intro to Get Smart, yeah, where it's yeah, just yeah. doors and then doors and doors and doors. I feel like yeah. like like this Optimus Prime. I'm undoing an onion. Yeah. Oh, and and I was gonna ask you how how about that just friggin' when you put Orion Pax in as the torso, mm-hmm. like that friggin' kshunk when he goes in there. That's that's nice. That's like old 90s toy satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's like, putunk, and he's in. I did a hand yeah. motion when I said it. But and you know, yeah, and there's a little lever to help get him out. The friggin' lever on the back! is, <laughs> And, like, just knowing that, as far as has been reported, that toy was designed by the Star Saber designer from, you know, G1. Mm-hmm. It just feels like this modernized, in every good way, early mid 90s Takara Tomy effort like I love the thing mm-hmm. yeah it, it's just it might just be the fact that I have had this toy in my possession for two and a half hours so it's it is still very shiny to me mm-hmm. but yeah he's just a lot of fun to play with like 
like we've said it many times like how many how many of the generations leader class toys across this trilogy have you picked up going well i'm glad i got this on sale yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's, i feel the price in this like not not like if not the the play value of it but the weight like he's solid and beefy he he feels to me like the perfect someone's somebody's first optimus prime like yeah. it feels like the Optimus Prime toy someone will have nostalgia for twenty years from now. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Like, like in in many ways, this feels like it has the same spirit that like Power Master Prime had for me as a kid. Yeah, except that like unlike Titans Return, Power Master Prime, who felt like, look at me, I'm a reference. Like this one feels fresh, even though yeah. it's full of nostalgia reference. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's engineering, it's design, it's gimmick, it's play pattern, the way it does the play pattern all feels so fresh. Uh it's been hard to put into words like why this toy has been so affecting to me compared to some of the other ones. But like, yeah. <laughs> oh god, yeah, there's just so much to it that works. Yeah, Aaron should get one, I, I think. I tried. I don't know why he passed up on it I, and went I, like there, there wasn't one there. I don't and, know why Aaron hates then, this toy so much. And then Alfie apologized to me that she didn't go earlier in the day to look for me after I made a joke that she oh, should no. have. I was like, no, I'm kidding. No. That, no, you should. Yeah, now I feel bad. You shouldn't. No, now I feel like you I'm... shouldn't feel bad that you didn't get a toy that we hadn't seen any sign of yet. Yeah. Alfie did no wrong. Let me just lay that out here. In general, Alfie did yeah. no wrong. Uh... Yeah, uh, man, I, I I am looking forward to talking about this figure at least one more time on this podcast because like I I keep just finding new things I like about it that are not like new gimmick discoveries. It's just like new ways I am appreciating the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ, do you feel any of the star saberness in him? That's I, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not really sure. Like he's got a bunch of like really solid connections, like. Like in the, like in connecting the small to the large suit, yes, I mean, that feels Star Saber to me. I don't. One of the things that's hard to get past is just like I feel like I'm playing. Like I feel like in like the combined robot, I feel like I'm holding like like an MP10 that's designed to do more. Yeah, it's it's so weird because like, I've I've seen the question of like, is this a viable replacement for MP10? And it's like it's like in short, no. Because, well, no, like, no. outside of his robot mode, he absolutely is not. If you only need the robot mode, I guess. But it's, like, the idea of buying that toy to put in robot mode and leave on a shelf is ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like, like it's it's such a fun piece to transform. Yeah, I would uh, almost say I would almost say I have more fun with this than I do, like, a toy like MP10. Because MP10 is beautifully designed and engineered, but I feel like I could pick this thing up and play with it, and it'd be really hard for me to get bored yeah. with it. That's always kind of my problem with Masterpiece things, is I have quite a few of them. But, you know, if if I'm going to take it down and, like, transform it or something, that's an event. That's not a, hey, I'm just right. going to fiddle. Yeah. And this Optimus Prime, it's not an event to transform, but, like, especially when you go to the combined mode, it feels like an event in, like, that stock footage uh-huh. way. Like, let me just, I'll, I'll do the sound for you so you can get what I mean here. When you put this chest in, it's that. Oh, yeah. And, like, it feels like that. It looks like that. Uh, it is that. There's no caveats to that. It is that just simple 
like primal childlike glee moment. Uh, it's great. Also, I just want to point out something. I just checked something. Uh, Power of the Prime's leader Optimus has a better elbow bend than MP10. Uh, he has can, an elbow bend that goes a little bit beyond 90, so I can get that nice rifle up pose out of him. Yeah, now granted, he has no waist joint nor any wrist joints. Uh, but, you know, I was just talking about elbow joints, so don't at me. Don't start something. <laughs> see, I can under- <laughs> see, I can understand now why so many people are upset because over something as simple as gray fists instead of blue, because everything else works so well. What else are you going to say, right? And, like, someone's... I've seen the repaint on Twitter where someone, you know, painted the fist blue, painted that top folding panel on the shoulders red, added a little square of red to the forearm just to keep the red flowing throughout. Just those little tweaks alone uh, elevated this thing so far. Um, Like, I've got my, my blue paints ready to go. It's whenever I want to suck it up and actually sit down and do it. And I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. One of those things that makes me really upset that Takara is going to make theirs identical. Of all the years! <laughs> I know! Uh, the, the one the year time! The, the year the awful foil stickers, <sighs> and we don't have yeah. Takara repaints? Oh, did you all see? Because uh, I haven't pulled them off. If you pull the stickers off Starscream, you reveal sculpted detail on his shoulder intakes, and you reveal paint apps on his wings? I heard about that. There's paint under the stickers! Uh what happened? Anyway, I don't know what happened. No one can tell me what happened. The people who worked on it won't tell you because it's under NDA. They work at a big company. But what, what I caught on Twitter, someone told me, like, hey, do you know there are red stripes painted under the stickers? I was like, that's a funny joke. That's real. That's real goofy. That's a, that's a, it's a real The Onion you pulled there, buddy. And they weren't. It was real. Um, <laughs> moving on from there. Uh, Aaron, do you want to talk? I kind of feel like there's only one toy to talk about after that. And Rodimus? I can't remember if you, Yeah, did you get him? Yeah, I did. Tell me about Rodimus. So, like, like Rodimus is... I, I, I may be... Like, I feel good about Rodimus? I, so I want you to tell me I about mean, him like, without the context of Optimus. Like, like you, you, you've sold up Optimus so much, I'm scared to talk now. No, no, go, go for <laughs> it, because... Because of Optimus, I feel I've actually been really unfair. Like, as time has gone on, I've liked that Rodimus toy more and more. And I realized, like, I was being ridiculously unfair to it. Yeah, I mean, so I I like Rodimus um, in that, like, for a leader in this day and age, um, I I think that he's got uh, a lot of good points for him he's got posability that it seems like leaders frequently end up losing yeah or, or ranges of posability you know I, I wish he had a waist joint but like he can high kick a decent amount yeah waist down you know, especially that combined mode like the the, the yeah. fact that those those ankle tilts like are just all, built. all of this all of yeah. this in here i mean those are great like there are, yeah there are a few things that i wish were a little bit better um, I wish that the way that his hot rod to Rodimus hip shoulder stuff worked with what I was talking better. about now. You see what yeah. I was talking about? The, yeah. Like, it feels like there should be a way to crack the code, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, there are, are a couple things that I wish were better. I kind of, like, man, I really wish that there was a better way rather than the, like, top of the Space Winnebago completely disconnecting. To becoming the 
like lower arms, but I get why it does that. Um, I mean, it's the <laughs> it's the code that Perfect Effect cracked for the first time something very much like this happened. Yeah. Um, I think that the main the main thing that diminished him for me is like so you, like what you're saying about the articulation, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if inexplicably all those joints were also just fully open, and that is Optimus Prime Orion packs. Okay, that, that's the co- one of the codes that that toy yeah. cracks is he's got all those joints, but none of them are limited. Yeah, that's I mean like I I kind of wish his wrists were maybe ball joint instead of big swivels. I mean there are plenty of those places on this toy, and I'm I'm not going to like try and overly defend something like that but it's down i mean it if you like hot rod rodimus i think that toy is also really uh, fun to transform representation and oh yeah i've had i've had a lot of fun transforming him back and forth and and again it's one of those that like it's a little bit weird but yeah when you like drop him in and click the his like butt piece into that one link point yeah, and then slide the rest of it down. That that's a impressive moment. Yeah, me. like he doesn't come apart. Yeah, uh, is that the fact that like the two leader evolution toys in Wave One, their transformations are just rock solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a big thing. That's as big as when in Wave One the Combiner Wars peg just worked. Yeah, and you're like, all right, you know what? They got it. I don't have to worry about the fiddly bit. Hmm. But yeah, I, you know, the, the maybe gripe is I kind of wish that the hot rod what didn't seem so limited. The fact that he has the Rodimus Prime head, like up in his stuff a little bit. Oh, like Orion Pax has just a big unsubtle Optimus Prime head inside of his chest. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Like, <laughs> but I mean, for the, the conceit of how this whole thing works, I'll give it to him. Yeah. Um, and like, I just wish that maybe the backpack chunk had two more folds and, and also to maybe it, to, uh, to condense, maybe didn't have stickers riding right up yeah. the hinges. Cause yeah. I saw yeah. both, yeah. both of mine are all gucked up. Cause you, you have to like kick those things out to 90 degrees out and then, Oh, wait a second. You have stickers jammed up in there. Oh, guess what? They're all chewed up now. So here I'll share the pro tip that won't help you or me at this point, but I realized just it don't open it up all the way. So you don't have to open it 90 degrees. The instructions tell you you do, and it feels like you do. You only have to open it, like, 20, 30 degrees. Yeah. Uh, there is a way to do it without wrecking those stickers, however. Oh, my, mine would still get bugged up at that point. Yeah, like, like there is a way to do it, but if you are so much as a millimeter off, you'll still gunk them. Those stickers are lousy. That is a lousy place mm-hmm. to put stickers, especially to factory apply them. Like, if mm-hmm. they were on a sheet, there probably would be a way to apply them and trim the corners, you know, yeah. carefully, but you don't get that option. You don't get the chance. Uh, it's, it's like a mark. That's how you know you're not a sealed box collector. <laughs> Your mm-hmm. Rodimus has jank stickers. Do you see the tweet going around where people were like, no, see, that's a reference to how there are there are unprotectable stickers on the legs of G1 Rodimus. Yeah, sure. And I was like, sure, yeah, buddy. that's great. That's great. That is now the reason. <laughs> but yeah, it... I just wish that, like, if the backpack parts had a fold down at the bottom, yeah, and then the hinges at the top could fold ninety degrees inwards as well, I think you could get all the stuff out from behind his like thighs and pull that together. But 
like this is that kind of starts delving into nitpick territory along with hey i hate all these stickers why can't they be tampos yeah the um uh, so here's the other thing optimus wins at his worst and most loud stickers are mm-hmm. the trailer stripes which seem impossible to place badly the only bad thing that, that can happen is what happened to crisis where they put the top stickers on upside down thus the, the, the stripe doesn't actually line up and it looks terrible but the rest of optimus's stickers are just tiny detail stickers they're they're certainly crooked and ugly but they're all small things on flat yeah. surfaces but even just the smaller accessory stickers just they they feel out of place none of mine are lined up well and if you so much as look at them sideways, it seems like they get ripples in them. And all of that is just kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, the this soul sticker thing, like, this was cute. I think we talked about this. It was cute when it was yeah. like, hey, John Warden from G.I. Joe is doing sticker sheets for the vehicles of these G.I. Joe-ass vehicles. And and now it's, like, turned into this just, like, friggin' terrible ball and chain mm-hmm. that feels like wasted money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But Rodimus ain't wasted money. Rodimus is Rodimus no. is neat. Uh, TJ, did you uh, let's pop over to you now? Did you get any other on-topic Transformers? The heck! Sorry about that. Is TJ again? No, no, I'm here. Okay, okay. I'm ha- I had a pop-up on my computer at the same time. <laughs> It's unrelated to that, though. So I was like, did my computer just break? (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Uh, Hey, TJ, uh, did you get any other on-topic Transformers? Oh, uh, I got Rodimus as well. I missed that part. Yeah. Well, okay, you like Rodimus a lot, and you've got Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. So where where are you falling on this? Uh, I, I do see where getting both so close together would sour you to rodimus a little bit Hmm. uh for me it's a little bit mitigated with like the fact that the only rodimus i've ever owned besides this have been like the g1 the titanium and the old protector armor Mm -hmm. so like oh well these two chunks of arm come off and have to like parts form yeah i had protector that's not a big deal uh the rest yeah so I'm a little bit more prepared for this, but um, yeah, I have a lot of fun with him too. Like it helps that he does the things that I've always wanted a hot rod slash Rodimus prime to do. Like the big robot, like weird shoulders aside still looks and feels really cool. Yeah. Like, when when he's standing there, you know, at alert, he looks really good. Mm-hmm. But like, I like, you know, I, I like the, the easy way he combines with the hot rod vehicle mode. I like that the hot rod robot mode is just so good. Just there. Like, it's weird to me that this is my third deluxe hot rod. It's got a big combining gimmick stuck to it, but it's also like the best hot rod toy I've gotten. Yeah. His, the deluxe hot rod, like looks, I think it's the best hot rod robot mode they've ever done in any line yeah like uh the masterpiece one is fun to transform but he's got that hump and those shoulders and like this one just just like at worst has a butt flap which is deal with the bull if you slide that rotating piece just out of its slot 
and fold it up and just tab it onto his back if you really want to get it out of the way. Mm. But, like, the fact that I can actually see his spoiler in robot mode. Yeah. that That's a huge mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> he can see it. It's not hidden behind inexplicable shoulders yeah. or or being too low. It's, it's, it's not an event. It's not, like, a massive struggle. It's just there. <laughs> yeah. And, like, little elements to him. Like, he's faking the chest transformation, which is why he looks as good as he does. Yeah, he doesn't look like but, he has a plank chest. Uh, but yeah, but... When I like when you transform him and you get to, you get to this part where you have to rotate the uh, you have to rotate the windshield and all the back piece around to get a spoiler up. And that's lifted directly from the G1 toy I grew up with. And like it's one of those little like nostalgia hit moments that made me smile. Yeah. And it just it just works so nicely. Like that's such a pleasant deluxe Rodimus. The, like the biggest problem with him for me is just like he's got he's got all the joints and they all move just a bit less than I'd like, but you know I can still make him look like he's running and that's kind of like my big mm-hmm. test. I haven't tried that yet. I don't have a big test. It, I just in the last like couple months I've kind of realized like that's how I see if I'm satisfied with articulation even if it's limited. Like, can I make him look like he's mid run? Can he do the Iron Man pose? Nah, probably not. Probably not. I didn't think it could. Probably not. Didn't think it could. No, like, he's a lot of what I've been after for a long time out of a Rodimus Prime. Yeah. The the gimmick is is delightful. Like, I feel like, you know, moving on, can we make this the hot rod Rodimus gimmick? Yeah, well, the gimmick is kind of made for him. Like, there's a lot of characters you can apply it to, but, like... Hot Rod is literally the one we've seen this with in fiction. And, and that Space Winnebago mode, I, I don't know if I mentioned it when I got him. It's a real friggin' solid vehicle mode. Oh, yeah. Like, everything like, chunks together really nicely. It chunks together, it tabs nicely, and you can pick it up, you know? And you're not scratching yeah. a fin, and... <laughs> like, the car isn't wiggling its way out. Yeah. Uh, well, well. aside from Rodimus, since it is still your slot, did you get any other Transformers this week? Uh, God, I, I was I was holding back one, but I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm going to thin out a little bit, so I might hang on to that. All right. Some other time. Uh, Aaron, any other Transformers on your end? Nope. All right. During well, I got... the podcast, I set up a deal for one. Oh, jeez. Freaking freaking doing w- business. Freaking wheeling dealer over here. Yep. Was um, it on eBay? Why... Huh? Was it on eBay? No. Oh. Why wasn't it on eBay? Why wasn't it on eBay? Because somebody came to me with the deal. Ooh. Oh, wow. Wow, look at the fancy pants guy. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll find out what that deal was, hopefully, in a, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I got uh, third-party Transformers from two and a half years ago. Uh, for years, I had the first three of Toy World's Throttlebots when they were only kind of hinting, like, hey, maybe these will combine. And then they kind of suddenly put out the last three. Uh, and, and two of them, the ones that come with the combiner parts, were fairly expensive. And I kind of just let it let it fly by. And then Toy World kind of collapsed on itself. And then there was an upscaled knockoff of this, this set by Weijang that everyone's getting instead. And I was like, I want to get the original still, but I don't want to pay 95 bucks a piece for two of them that I don't have. 
I found an eBay seller in China who was selling the three of these I didn't have uh, yet for 47 US a piece. It was one of those sellers who was riding right on the cusp of looking like they might I might have found a deal or they might just disappear off eBay after I pay them. So I paid them. A month later, the toys showed up. So hooray. I got uh, the blue arm car, uh, the big orange side load guy, and Shine Bug, the little gold bug dude who turns into a backpack. Uh, these I like these figures a lot. I really like the Toy World Throttlebots I had. And Sideload, the big orange one, has a horrendously complicated backpack. And I was like, oh, man, is this guy going to be a nightmare? Certainly wasn't a nightmare. He's weird. He's annoying. But I guess so many years passed and so many people kind of cracked the code on him. I was like, this ain't all that bad. And the combined mode is more solid feeling to me than friggin' TFC's Hades combiner, their Lyokaiser, who came out, like, last year, I think it was, or the, or the year before, um, for a combiner from a kind of dead company that came out in 2015, uh, it is a solid-as-hell combined mode. He, he, there's no jiggle to him. Uh, he's not using those octagonal connection ports, so it's like his limbs kind of stay on, even though the arms just, like, peg on. <laughs> They peg on really well, and the the shoulder rat like my biggest problem with them the shoulder ratchets in both directions and the knee ratchets are almost heavier than the connections the cars have to them in some ways. And I wish there was I, I like that they're that heavy. I just wish there was like a spring release button to like open up a click each time I want to move them. Uh, but like I only took two photos of them, but I got him into a really cool pose with ankle tilts, pointing his gun at stuff. Um, I'm really happy with these guys. I, I made up the name Throttle Kaiser back when the set, you know, the com combination aspect was finally revealed. I'm like the last guy to get one, and I'm real happy with Throttle Kaiser. I'm, uh, I'm into this a lot. I'm, I'm so satisfied, and it's especially because I got two of them for like half of what they cost for real. And and if I paid the ninety five bucks a piece for those two, I would not be saying all this. So don't pay full price for Side Load and Shine Bug. They are that will impact this a lot. But if you can get them on a deal. Oh, it's 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 pleasant. It's probably I would say this is probably like one of the greatest things Toy World ever did. Now that they're kind of dead as a company, it seems. Uh, and it, it's a great high note to end on because also it's a thing that will probably never be replicated. I doubt anyone else is going to approach doing the throttle bots in the way where they're going to also go like. And also, what if they combined? Um, I'm I'm real pleased, and uh, that's my on topic. What I got this week. And so. Uh, just to clean things up here at the end, uh, Aaron, did you get any off-topic stuff this week? Um, no. You got me as an Extra Life yeah. team member. I got Mario Odyssey, then beat Mario Odyssey. You got the best gift of all. You time. got a, hey, a charity buddy. Yeah. No one, I, I entered a charity thing. Over, yeah, I'm in the I, background I, talking while these guys I, are talking I, about I, like I Super Mario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I can't remember if I'd gotten it before or uh after the last recording but yeah i really feel bad that i took uh so long to play mario odyssey yeah i got mine for christmas and just set the uh, time aside this week uh -huh. i haven't played it at all but um i don't have a switch and then on top of that i ended up um purchasing a bunch of nfc stickers so i can like make all the amiibo that i'd ever want Ooh. Ooh. Bootleg, yeah. ami bootlegs, yeah. ami bootlegs, and then boot I bought it. I bought a, a piece of, um, of, of like uh, model plywood, and had a friend that has access to a laser cutter, laser cut out a bunch of basically tokens for me, so that I can 
back those stickers with something solid? Counter Feebo. Yeah. Hey, they shouldn't have used an open standard item in order Amiibo to, tr- to try and secure their information. Counter Fimibo Turfits. Just saying. But no, I want to get a switch this year. You you should. You it should. Is, well, you should. Just did, did just you know the, the two first party games that I have had made this thing entirely worth it. Mm-hmm. Did did you know? Surprisingly, nobody put the switch on sale during Boxing Day week. Gee, I wonder yeah, why. The, the thing is selling gangbusters <laughs> at full price. Why <laughs> would we? Yeah, it it might, outsold might, the Wii. Yeah, 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 it might be the part where it's the most well sold console ever. <laughs> I still, because I, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be hard to get a Nintendo Switch. So I was like, no, I want to, I want to, I just want to roll this dice, this this dice roll. Because why not? What's what am I going to lose? Not getting one earlier than whenever I do get one. Yeah. And yeah, the the biggest markdown, you know, those like kind of overpriced bundles where you get a game and a carrying case, and it's kind of like this carrying case certainly ain't worth the extra twenty thirty bucks. Uh huh. That's best, what they charge for it, though. I know. And they certainly, I don't think they're really worth it. But the best bundles I saw were like the, the Odyssey bundle, for instance. And it's like, hey, we subtracted the cost of the carrying case. And I was yeah. just like, Wait. it's like, buddy, screw you. But also, that, that is, you sh- that's already too generous. I mean, so, I mean to, be, to be fair, like I've, taken the, like, I've taken the Switch on the road with me. And like, I'm damn happy that I had a carrying case for it. I just want to tape mine to my chest and say like, hey, bring it. I'm going to know this is my Switch because it's going to have battle scars. I'm not going to do that. I'm just I'm posturing. Uh, no, Mario is Mario Odyssey is a loving game with a ton, ton, ton to do. Uh-huh. Would you believe I, I've heard on the grapevine that Super Mario Odyssey is great? Yeah, I it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TJ, did you get anything off topic this week? <laughs> um, let's see, aside from I'm trying to think now. I have leftover stuff from Christmas that I wasn't, I was uh, holding off on because I hadn't actually played with it yet. Oh, I mean, we can, we can, we can just keep rolling. Uh, I can. I mean, I mean, as long as as long as we're in the topic, I also got Arms for the Switch. How is Arms? Arms is a lot of fun. It looks fun, and it seems like they're they're kind of splatooning it by like adding stuff now and then. Yeah, like. This one thing is I love about Nintendo is like there's some games that do DLC, you know, like uh, Legend of Zelda's got DLC, but like with Mar like uh, some of their other games, like Mario Odyssey just announced that they were having like oh here's new costumes to get and a new gameplay mode and we're just giving it to you, cool. And then like Splatoon and Arms do the same thing where it's like every three or four weeks you'll just turn it on and go hey you've got new stuff now, yeah, which is awesome. Like, it, it seems, I think, like, I haven't paid a lot of attention, but the last thing I heard is it sounds like they're moving into new characters who are kind of just, like, how to put this, like, redecos with new play uh, patterns. Uh, they did move into, uh, like, they, they did create a new character that was basically, like, uh, it's your basic uh, spring man, which is, like, the standard default boxer guy. Yeah. And, yeah, they made, a, like, a robot version of him, so it's just a reskin, but... There's not a whole lot of that in the game. Like, most of the characters are very out there design-wise and very unique from each other. Mm-hmm. But I love the designs, on the, the like, when they were showing that game first off. Yeah. Uh, 
there's just some that are just like solid design work in general whether or not you know aside from just being really clever about how does this character have like long range boxing abilities yeah I also liked how a lot of them also just seem like real messed up weird like arm people oh yeah it's like your arms are just are just real real demented but in a cool way some of you have literally slashed your arms off and replaced them with chains yeah so you can be a high performance athlete (laughs) You know what? Uh, it's it's a it's one of those weird Nintendo ideas that only they come up with. So I'll just roll with it. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but it, it it makes for like it's it's a simple. It's one of those games that's kind of simple to pick up and just play for a little bit. It you seems know, like, like one of the like a game also where it's like you know a year or so down the road if you haven't got it and you see it for like thirty bucks. Oh yeah, then it's 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 going to be like well worth your money. Yeah, especially by then all the DLC is going to be out, so it's just like, hey, you know that game you just bought? Uh, it's twice as much content now. Yeah. But no, well, so it's, uh, you know, like you get like, well, like a game like Mario Odyssey, you just sit there and play for hours on end because it's that much fun. Uh, that's another reason also why I've been avoiding the Switch is because given it's portable as well, and I know how I play games, is <laughs> it'll probably ruin me for like a couple weeks. <laughs> But like, like arms is like that nice little counterpoint where it's like, you know, I've only got like an hour, so let's just pick this up and I can do single player or I can just beat up, punch some people online and just put it down and there's no pressure to keep going. It's just fun to pick up when you have a little bit of time. I can just punch people online anyway. I just go on Twitter and I go like, you know, I have moral values and you're, you know, punching a whole lot of people. (laughs) Uh... Speaking of moral values, this is actually irrelevant, but I wanted to end the what we got off topic on something that I got. Uh, so I want to put my contribution in here. I got a Kickstarter backer reward. Um, did you guys remember the Unrustable Bastards Kickstarter? Yep. I still get notifications saying it's ship and we swear. Yeah, it seems the US is actually getting it last. So my apologies. But people like me in Canada and a whole bunch of people in the UK have got theirs and I got mine. I got my, my one that I ordered. Uh, my capsule review is I, in fact, wish I had ordered another one. Uh, I, I would like to get one of the white ones, and I think I would like to get one more of the normal one to have, like, the other character, because uh, the toy turned out well. Uh, the the weakest part of this figure is there are ball socket joints as part of the shoulder assemblies. Not they're not like the shoulders are a mixture of a ball socket joint and a pin hinge. The ball socket part is a wee bit loose. That's tweakable. But the pin hinges all feel really good, and that is the best news, because uh, those are harder to tweak. Um, I really like this figure. The transformation is fun and straightforward, uh, and and like it results in a clean robot mode. There is a lot of articulation. Uh, it's not it's not as super articulated as like a Sentinel piece, but for a transforming toy, um, it in in that realm, uh, I was able to get some cool poses on my first day messing with it. Uh, the way that the driver or the rider integrates into the the robot mode is pretty is pretty good. It's not just a chest plate. He's also like most of the chest mass. Okay. And uh, so it's like he is the chest plate, but he's also like the meat behind. Like without him in there, the pectoral area is a a vacuum. So the rider is very necessary uh, to integrate into the robot mode. Um, the rider toy is also really darn posable. Um, like, basically, I have one in the Kickstarter edition package. So now I'm kind of like, well, I want to get the Spectre General 
the white one. I would like to get another one of the normal ones so I can have the other character, and I would like to get the standalone rider to give him the bits to make him like the old gang boss with like the peg leg thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think I'll be good. But like, yeah, I I was very impressed with how this felt. Like, I actually do see. I, I could see this going places if they move on. Like that second uh, toy design they showed, um, where it's like there, it's it's like this but tweaked so that the rider is like integrated into the bike uh, in both modes because uh, they've like given up their body in a way. Um, I don't know. I, I I was I was happy with how this turned out. There's a lot of ways this could have gone badly, uh, and it feels like every delay paid off because there's a lot about this figure where you, you kind of can you can see the third pass in the placement of some of the tabs and slots. Like there are some there are some tab slot connections this that that feel like this toy was about to come out and then someone said, "Hey, wait. This would be better if this tabbed into this. Let's delay it for another month to work that into the tooling." Uh this like this is one of those cases where every delay feels very justified. Uh like they've said outright one of the delays was to put like I think they said this outright if not, this certainly feels like it. I might be, like, making this up. I don't know. Confirmation bias. But, like, the weapons have a very clear tab that slots into the palm. And that feels like the kind of thing you would have added in, you know, later on. So, uh, I, won't, I won't ramble on too much. I've only messed with it for, like, a day. But, like, I'm really happy with this figure. Um, Madhouse Toys Eric, I think, is getting these in at the local toy show at the end of the month. So, I'm probably going to try to grab a Spectre General off of him if I've got the cash. Uh... Because also the Spectre General, the white one, comes with a bunch of different weapons than this guy. Um, it's got, like, a buzzsaw melee weapon that looks really cool. This one has just, like, two pistols, two shotguns, two tiny pistols for the rider, and then, like, a a shotgun with a chainsaw on the end and, like, two handles. Uh, it's fun. Um, I'm, I'm my, my biggest problem with this is that you have to do a bunch of unscrewing if you want to switch the faceplates on the big robot mode. But the way they switch, like, another reason I want to get a second one... I have a feeling I can mod that to be a magnetic thing where you don't have to unscrew anything. And so I kind of want a second one so I can try doing that without, you know, the consequences of messing up my only copy. Uh, so, yeah, like, they, the Unrustables guy has done good with this first release. Uh, and, Aaron, I hope you get yours soon. Thanks. It's, I think it's shipped. I think they said they all shipped by January 5th, but they're all coming out of Hong Kong. Right. So they're they're running into whatever they run into. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for now. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll have more to say about it. If, if people have questions about it, like I, a lot of other people are getting theirs too. So, you know, you probably don't have the questions, but hit me up on Twitter. If you do have questions, I'm going to take some photos probably over the weekend. Uh, in the meantime, I think we're going to close it up there. Cause we just hit two hours and darn, does that feel good? Cause we also did a whole bunch of on topic talking. This is like, I like this balance. I like, the, I like this recipe of a podcast. Uh-huh. So, uh, I think, I think we'll close up there. But thank you guys for joining me. Um, and Happy New Year, by the way. To both of you. Well, thanks. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Mm-hmm. To both of me? To, to both of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we'll be back with some more Transformers talk uh, before you know it. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, have a lovely time. Uh, do, if you want to take part in Extra Life this year, maybe go check out Aaron's uh, Andy Roos Gaming Gang yep. page. Yep, just started up uh, this year's thing. If you want to participate, you can sign up on the page. Uh, find my Twitter. If you want to donate, you can get there from the team page or f- ask me on Twitter or Facebook or uh, the boards and say, hey, I want to help sick children in need. And I say, hey, we can get you started off early. And then hopefully after a couple months, you'll forget that you donated once already. And you'll be like, hey, you know what I should do? 
I should really donate and help out those sick kids. They get more money. I yeah. mean, the kids get more money. The kids, they get they get the money. I can actually confirm Aaron does not get any of this because I, I, this has actually come up, I think, at least once. Mm-hmm. Like, Extra Life handles all of the cash. None of us do. Yeah. Well, uh, so, so if, if somebody hands me cash, well, like, yeah, I have yeah. to do that, and then it's a, a pain because... Also, don't, don't hand Aaron cash. Well, just as a practice, I, I, I still like Dude. took care of all, all of the cash. Then it's just a matter of like, I have to deposit cash, which is now a travesty, no matter where you try and do it, even at an ATM. And then remember that, like, OK, that like nineteen dollars and change that I got at the event that needs to go to that. Well, also, like, if if you want to hand Aaron cash, like, just as a practice, don't, you know, who uses cash? Give Aaron some Bitcoin. Yeah, because then I'll be a millionaire or broke. And then a millionaire again was, in the same day. I don't want to stretch this out, but also earlier today, uh, I met up with, with an editor, a friend of mine, and he was talking about this uh, this 8-core um, computer he wants to try to reflash so it can use newer software, and he's like, I'm worried it might get bricked, and I have such I have such a nice video card in it still, and I was like, oh, don't worry. If you brick it, you can sell that video card to a Bitcoin miner, and he's like, what, what do you mean? So I went on <laughs> to explain what Bitcoin mining is, but here's the best part. I also don't know very much about it, because I read it all on Twitter a week ago. So I gave probably the most infuriating explanation of Bitcoin anyone who cares about Bitcoin could ever have heard. Uh, and it was on my mind today. <laughs> Did you see that Reddit post of the guy? Like, no one knows how real it is, but the guy who was like, uh, my wife let me put 5,000 of our trust fund into Bitcoin, and then when it did well, I just sort of went ahead and put our whole trust fund in, and then Bitcoin crashed. Uh, I now live alone in an empty house. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Crypto. Cryptocurrency. Anyway, uh... That's the siren coming to arrest me. That's the crypto police on the way over. So thank you all for listening, and we'll be back uh, later on with some more Transformers talk. In the meantime, uh, stay safe. Stay crypto. Stay away from those sirens. Add all that up. I don't know what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators, and they're here to stay.